Brave moment is a space to be yourself, to reflect on the ordinary and extraordinary moments that are part of everyday life. I hope we can heal, laugh, share wisdom, and just be brave together. Welcome back to Brave Moment. Thank you for being here today and sharing your time with me. I am back with another lovely friend of mine, Usli. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so happy to be here with you having this conversation today. Yay. I think it's super important and I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, I love that. Um, I'm happy to have you. I, I know your schedule is very busy, so I'm really honored that you have created the time and space to be here um if you guys are wondering we're about to chat about something that i believe in strongly i am a serious advocate of therapy and i really believe that there is such a great need in general for people to utilize the tool um so tell me slee what's your experience what has your experience been with therapy sure um yeah therapy for me i've been in therapy a couple of years now Mm. And it's really been different, I think, from year to year or yeah. from season to season, depending on what, on what it is that I'm dealing with. Um, but I will say there's a lot of ups and a lot of downs, you know, uh, that have, come, <laughs> that have <laughs> come with that therapy journey. I think in the beginning, I was very, it, was, it was almost like a casual thing. You know, I told myself, I know my story. I know my life. I know what it is. Of course. We all just, do. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, you know, just to just to see what's just going on, check out the view, just to tweak yes. you know, here and there, <laughs> make some minor adjustments, um, and then I think it took me by surprise because of that. Oh um, yeah, I wasn't prepared for the things that it would uncover about me and about my life, the the, the different perspective that it would give me about those experiences. So it's definitely been a huge surprise to me. Definitely. Um, I agree with you. I think for me as well. Therapy, so for me, therapy's always been... Um, I feel like I've been doing therapy wrong until this year. <laughs> because for me, it's always been a crisis management tool. Like, mm. when I, my brain starts feeling very frazzled, how am I actually Or like, oh my God, I'm failing school. Or, oh my God, I lost my job. Mm. Like, very crisis management orientated. And uh, so... Yeah, so I think the approach I've used it in was always to just make sure I can process this one thing quickly, not even properly, and move on to the next thing. Yeah. I think, uh, I think now is a bit different, but like earlier we were having a conversation about how there are certain things that therapy kind of give rise to and um, leave you, there's certain feelings it leaves in you. Mm. So I think I just want us to get, for people who either are considering to go into therapy for people who have been to therapy i just want us to maybe go in a bit deeper around what are some of the things that like for you and your experience that were really game changers in therapy um yeah yeah i think the first thing is that the expectation that things would get better simply because i was in therapy yeah right yeah you just think like healing is going to come yeah quick fix yes (laughs) and things will get better they can only get better surely they can't get worse so going into therapy with that perspective for me um in some ways 
it worked for me, but it also I think it also did work against me. It did work for me in the sense that um, I think I started to gain a lot of insight into why I was feeling mm. some of you know the the, the feelings that I had. I I, I had you know there's, there's certain people I'd be around and I would feel quite irritable, and I wasn't always able to explain to myself Ooh. why I'm irritable around you know those those particular yeah. people. Or this, I'd have a nervous energy if I'm going into a particular space mm. without an awareness of why it is that I mm. have that energy. So I think the expectation that I set, it wasn't, you, you know, I didn't, I don't think I went in open actually. You know, for me, it was a self-development tool, but I don't know if I went in with the openness to say, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah, almost like vulnerability and not really trying to control everything. Yeah. I think as people, we do tend to want to, within these param parameters, I want to just be able to and then one, two, and three can unfold, but number five can't mm. because when number five, when we get to number five, we're getting too deep. We're getting yeah. too real. It's we're entering a territory where I don't have control over yeah. and we're so afraid to not have control. Um, I like how you spoke about that you used it as a self-development tool and how how does that how does the tool kind of work in in like your real time life like how do you walk out of the session because i think some people think you go into therapy you have this conversation you walk out obviously magic wand we're fixed then you go and you do life mm. um i think it's important for us to really understand that therapy is almost like i always say it like if you imagine your house and mm. someone came in and moved every single furniture around yeah. you have a blueprint of what your house looks like right but then they switched all of the lights and they blindfolded you mm. and then they sent you back into the room you would struggle navigating to where you know you can yeah. like you would struggle going to the bedroom or wherever purely because there's been something that has entered and rearranged it mm. that is usually how i think any experience in life, whether it's a trauma, whether it's a change in jobs, mm. whether it's changing house, whether it's losing someone, mm. it all does that to your brain. Mm. And therapy facilitates the space for you to start putting things back, not necessarily to where they were, but to a version of what life now needs to look like for you yeah. to move forward. Yeah. You know? So always think about that and i was just gonna so yeah so I'm, i guess i'm just trying to get a sense of like how do you utilize the therapy sessions for you how do they work when you walk out of the office into the real world yeah well the f the first thing that i realized was um happening in therapy was that it was contextualizing a lot of feelings i had about my immediate environment, you know, about my family, um, about my most intimate relationships. Mm. And, you know, there's times that you react because I think you can see things in other people and you don't necessarily understand the role that you are playing Ooh. into that particular situation. Come on. So it was uncovering for me the fact that I also play a role. True. Accountability. My, yes, accountability in my interactions. So when I walked out of there, I think I had to, you know, several times when I was in therapy, 
I'd walk out and I mean, I feel really good having unpacked a lot of things. Girl. I feel great. It's fantastic. I loved it. And then I'd kind of get home and think and maybe start to feel a little bit unsettled, a little bit uneasy because now I've had a conversation about something and someone has given me a perspective that mm. I didn't necessarily have at that time. Game changer. Right. And somebody's helped me to think about, oh, what were the other person's uh, feelings at this time? What mm. was their mind state at this time? I mm. might not have given any thought to that. And the moment has passed. So in real time, I sort of found myself thinking about that a lot more. I found myself slowing down a lot more mm. and really scrutinizing these relationships that I had around me and really scrutinizing what is actually going on in my environment with in my most intimate space mm. all the time. And that awareness, I think it initially sparked a lot of anxiety in me because I thought, oh my goodness, it's like I'm starting to see everything. Everything. And it's on like a thousand. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, you know, like when, when you don't realize how bad your vision is until you put on a pair of glasses and suddenly, oh my goodness, it's clear. And uh, I actually haven't been able to see properly all of this time. Wasn't that overwhelming though? Like that's too much all at once, right? Yeah. How did you... that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was overwhelming. And, you know, that's, I think that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a time when I kind of like would run from therapy sometimes. I'd avoid yeah. going. I just wouldn't make the appointment or yeah. have an excuse. Um, and I don't know if it's something that my therapist was necessarily picking up, but I'd have a lot of excuses not to go. I'd be like, I don't have the money. Oh, of course. That's always, so, I mean, that's, that's a very real thing Yeah. in terms of like, access which frustrates me so much because i think if we were to like remove how expensive therapy is because it's such a useful tool mm. for so many people um and it can be used to navigate every single day life obviously not every day but like navigate the nuances of life and i just get frustrated at the access not being there yeah. and it's you know but like financially that's a very big thing and therapy isn't cheap there are obviously resources that are free yeah um but i always question the not question but i always like question how you when you're utilizing free resources the level of commitment to see yeah. through the journey yeah. because with the free resources i have to make this call yeah i have to and yes you have to book your therapy session but therapists actually follow up with you. So then they hold you accountable yeah. to your journey and to your healing, you know. Um, but I like I like how you were able to acknowledge that therapy also brings out some great sense of overwhelm because it's a new it's a new territory, man. Mm. Like there's there's things that you don't even know you're healing from yeah. that have happened or that you're responding to certain environments, certain situations or conversations purely because of something that's happened yeah. you know it's like how you show up i always say that you are you are a total sum of your life experiences so everything you'll receive information with that lens you will think from that lens um and so when you engage with something that shifts the perspective yeah. it really challenges you because you're like oh my god now i've got to onboard this new thing yeah and how does that mean or how does that challenge my experience mm. does it de i don't want to say uh, devalue no it uh, does it hmm, dismiss my experience mm -hmm. 
you know and i don't think it does um but i think when you're new to therapy it's really hard to get that challenge right it's so difficult um and i i, I think about it i think of the first time i went to therapy i was uh, how old was i so i think my mom tried to take me to therapy and my dad died when i was 10 myself and my brother probably had a session i think with a therapist but i just didn't speak and i just didn't know what this was for yeah right I was like 10. What did you need to say? Like, what is this? Like, you know? Um, and then the next time that I actively sought out therapy, it was at UCT. And I had, I think I was in, was I in second year or was I in first year? Might have been first or second year, I can't remember. And I think the, the overwhelm of like moving to a new city mm. and kind of having to create your whole life yes you're doing it within the rares context friends context but it was just overwhelming because it also just then exposed stuff that i didn't know were there mm. but i didn't know it was exposing stuff all i knew was i'm not really doing so well yeah but i don't know why i'm waking up with anxiety i'm struggling to focus on class i kind of want to run away from everything yeah. that was like my most immediate i guess feeling that i had that made me realize that something is wrong here because why do I feel fragmented? Yeah. And I always used to say to my friends at Varsity, I felt shifty. Mm -hmm. That was the word I used to use because I didn't have language and I didn't have like understanding. I was like, something is shifty inside of me. Mm -hmm. That's how I would explain something happening because mm -hmm. I didn't know. And I just remember the first session and meeting with this therapist and this is the thing I think a lot of people makes a lot of people run away from therapy is that I was met with such callous. Mm. Like, first of all, it's a new environment. I don't know what therapy is. Um, I also don't know what's wrong with me. Mm. And I also don't know if it's any experience that I've had in my childhood to me is registered as normal because yeah. it's my environment. Yeah. So I don't necessarily know if something has negatively impacted me. And it was just really like cold and very, I just remember walking out of that office thinking, I'm not gonna become anything. Like mm. nothing is gonna, like my life literally, there's no point. Wow. And that was the first encounter, which obviously meant that I ran from therapy for years after that. And then I remember going back to therapy in 2013, um, no I lie, in 2015. But now why did you go back? Girl, that feeling came back. But now I came back and I had just done a, a major move. It was a major move. It was, I had moved to Joburg. Mm -hmm. I was 23, 24, 24. Yeah, I was 24. I just relocated to Joburg. So now, I'm, and I'm also doing these transitions independently. Like, there's no one actually helping me. I'm yeah. moving by myself. I don't also have family in Joburg, you know. Some friends, sure. So that was a really big move. But it was also just after my brother had passed away a year before, a year and a half before that mm. move. Um, and I hadn't even touched the surface. Not even touched the surface. I hadn't even accepted that he died. Mm. As in, that wasn't real in my mind because he lived in Durban. I you know, live in Cape Town. So every time I get into a flight, my brain would always just assume that he was alive. Like, mm. it was just such a strange thing. So and go to therapy because i'm in joburg and my whole body is shot when i say fear fear you know i mean i don't even think it was anxiety back then because it was so shot that 
I couldn't sleep. I could almost hear my heart beating in my ear. Wow. And I was frightened by everything. So if you walked into the room and I didn't see you, I was like, like completely, like it was a shock yeah. to my system. Yeah. And imagine like, you know, when you, I think it's a kind of feeling you have after just, you know, having a car accident, like you get that shock. Yes. It was consistent. So it was the consistency of that feeling mm. that made me feel like if I don't speak to someone and I don't know. So I went and I looked and I was very specific. I was like, I want a black therapist. Yeah. I just feel like this is what I need. Cause in the past, the therapists that I had engaged with were white male uh, right. therapists. Um, and so I found this lady and I remember, I'll never forget this first moment with her. I walk into the session and I was just like, you know, cool as a cucumber. Cause you know how I am like, I always look so put together. I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and just like how I speak about things in general, I just sit down. She's like, okay, cool. So like, what brings you here today? And I'm like, um, okay. Like, you know, I'm very put together. You should know that. Mm. And I'll, I probably will not fall apart just because like, that's just what I do. It's my thing, but I'm a bit of a mess. And then I started like just going into it and she was like, whoa, whoa. Um, but yeah, but I think like it was that arise of that feeling for me that made me go back into therapy or mm. go back to exploring it because I was like, I need help. Yeah. yeah. There, I need help. Yeah. So please help me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's something so key about that. It's like, you know what? There is something I am not capable of doing. And there's 100%. nothing wrong with acknowledging that. Um, there's nothing wrong with, you know, I, I think putting it into somebody's, somebody else's hands, yeah. um, and kind of working through it with somebody else. Uh, and I think it's unfortunate because we can read that as a weakness sometimes, you know, that you can't figure everything out by yourself. Mm. Um, but I think it also even goes back to that when we're talking about accessing therapy, you know, having the resources to access therapy, um, it's it's i mean it's a it's a real struggle it's a real issue but at the same time i mean there are ways to access therapy you can ask of people to reduce the price or to see you you don't have the money but you have the commitment but i think being willing to pay some mm. price yes is really really key and you know so it's not just paying the price in terms of okay i'm really going to leave myself open mm. here you pay some financial price. There's a value to what it is that you're doing. And you're saying, okay, I do value this. I do value the space and what it, you know, what it en enables me to do. But yeah, it is also paying that emotional price too, yeah. that I am going to be open with this person. You can actually sit with someone put together as you are and say, okay, so I'm a mess. You're right. And, and you can be honest about what, you know, whatever that means. Like I can't actually do this myself whatever it is i don't even know what it is that i need to do yeah i just know Something this just needs to happen yeah very different than what I've been doing. <laughs> it's like i just know that there's like a bit of a crisis happening here yeah. and and i always say to people is that like your body never forgets yeah right so like our brains are wired to help us like survive certain experiences so they'll sometimes remove the memory yeah right from from you and but that feeling, there's a feeling that keeps reoccurring. And when that feeling keeps reoccurring, it's so important. And I think like, I think in therapy, they, they, they call them like trigger 
trigger warnings or trigger what is it what's the right term like you've been triggered so you have to you have to make your way through this trigger and that's the thing i always say is like your body will always remember yeah even if you can't and the thing that's going to help you to move through this period or this moment or these moments is because you are committed to understanding why this feeling is here Mm. and then you start to disarm the feeling because that's the only way because you jump over it all you're doing is just prolonging it yeah. so it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how time time we always give time the i want to say we always give time the what's the right word we give time so much responsibility yeah but we don't realize that five years can go by and you will stay stuck where you are absolutely and Look, maybe therapy isn't for everyone, but I do think like it's such a valuable space because it really does challenge you, mm. and it's it's you against you there. Yeah, and like people always <laughs> feel like the therapist is there to kind of tell me who I am or diagnose me. Do you know, like, oh my god, like I think um, when I went back to my therapist in 2015, and even then that therapy situation wasn't even long. It was crisis management. I saw her for like six months, mm. um, and. Then, even then, she was like, I am so hesitant to give you a diagnosis because I feel like a lot of what you're experiencing is because of your situation. Yeah. Like, it, like life is right now spiraling. Yeah. So it would be so reckless for me to outright like diagnose you. However, I do need to treat depression. Mm. I do need to treat this because that's what I'm seeing right now. Yeah. And I need to put you in a place where you are stable enough for us to actually go through therapy for you not to leave this office and fall apart and stand in front of a bus or whatever. And so I, I, you know, I understood that. And I just always feel like people are also so afraid of labels and, um, and it's so funny. We talk about labels. We can, we're so comfortable being like someone's boyfriend, someone's (laughs) wife, someone's (laughs) sister, you know what I mean? But like the minute where there's something like, related to your mental health that you have to like you know we're so like oh my god i could never be someone with anxiety because what will people think yeah you know and i'm just like people will think what they will think all the time yeah regardless even if you're really good right yeah and even if you and the thing is it's so crazy because that whole you can be confident you can be strong you can have your life together or what it seems like your life is together Mm. but internally you're a complete mess yeah absolutely like and no, no time, no distance from your experience can change that. Yeah. Um, I, so I personally believe that it has, it, for me, it's a combination of God and therapy. Mm. One cannot, I don't think one completely dismisses the other. Yeah. I think God has created therapy so that we can tap into it <laughs> because... We need it, yeah. right? We need to navigate real time, real life here. Yeah. And um, so that, that for me is the beauty about therapy and why I, I, I can advocate for it and why I can speak boldly about, like, yeah, I'm in therapy. Like, I can drop it in a conversation to be like, yeah, sorry, guys, I got to go. I got therapy. And people yeah. are like, what? You go to therapy? What yeah. is that like? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why? Why are you going to therapy? Like, what's so fucked up about you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, look, there's no minimum criteria for sure. Right. <laughs> you don't need any kind of CV to get in. Um, but <laughs> I love that. 
but you know you 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 highlighted something so important which there's actually a book um i think by bessel van der kolk which is called the body keeps the score and this is the one thing that therapy makes you realize is that no matter what it is that has happened and like you're saying no matter mm. how distant you are from that experience it is still encoded in you in some sort of way and so the one thing that therapy does and i've certainly seen it do this for me is that mind body connection yes i've seen the parallels and like oh my goodness sometimes my body is telling me things because my mind is not in the right space mm. you know it's actually a spiritual thing that's happening 100%. in that therapy room Hundred. Oh, come on. You are meditating there. Come on. You know? Speak to there's me. Some, I mean, how powerful is it to hear your thoughts out loud? And have someone pause you for a second for you to register what's happening. Like, yeah. just let's just stop there for a second. I want you to zone into that word you yeah. used. What language are you using with yourself? Yeah. What is your mind telling yourself? Like, oh, like, it shifts so much. Yeah. So, oh, I love that reference. Yeah. It's a spiritual thing that's happening. Mm, that's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I, I think that's why in some ways it can be so unsettling because it's functioning on so many levels yeah. um, that are beyond what is conscious to us. Often when we go about our day, day to day, we are operating on the conscious level. But we know that as, you know, as human beings, there's so many layers to us. And there's so many things that have made us who we are. Yeah. So we don't actually always understand in any given moment how you are responding from the many, many layers Ooh. that make us who we are and what we are. Sure. You just see what is in front of you. Hundred. And there is such a huge benefit to being able to understand and connect the dots from this moment to a moment that came before, mm. to a moment that came before that, and actually almost understand how this fits into your story you contextualize everything yeah in the greater scheme yeah of of what life has been to you and and actually who you really are yeah i love that i love how you're saying it contextualizes your experience what life has been to you and connects you to who you really are because i do think some experiences play a great part to disconnect us mm. like and I don't think you, you, you're not cognizant of it. Like, it's not like such a, a um, an immediate process. Like, you, it kind of just starts, like, you know, when they say, all you need is a mustard seed mm. of faith or something. It starts like a mustard seed. Mm. And before you know it, you look at yourself and you just don't like who you see. You don't understand how I got you. You ask your questions. You ask yourself questions like, who am I and how did I get you? Yeah. Because you feel so far removed from yourself. Yeah. But that's also, I think, because you're not doing the, the work to connect the experiences you've had. Yeah. Who five-year-old Mali was, who 10-year-old Mali was, who 21-year-old Mali was. Mm. The various experiences that she's had mm. so that she can be who she is now. Forgive them. Be okay with them. Mm. Acknowledge the parts that I need to own. Yeah. Where I also yeah. was just a nonsense. Because, <laughs> 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 <Like, laughs> <Hey. laughs> you know, because... We all play the part, guys. Like, yeah. that's like, and that's the thing. It's like, it's not just, um, woe is me. Yeah. Life, absolutely. you cannot walk around life being victim, like, or victimized or being the victim all yeah. the time. You know, there are certain situations and circumstances that you did not obviously contribute to. But uh, I think, I can't remember where I heard this. It was probably someone, someone really famous said this. So please forgive me for forgetting. But 
your healing is your responsibility. Yes. Yo, when I heard that, oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, first of all, how unfair. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do the damage. Right. <laughs> so first of all, I was like, that's so unfair. But the more I sat with it and I thought about it, the more it became like, okay, that's right, actually. Mm-hmm. Because I get to choose. There's a moment where you get to choose about what is this what is this event? What is this heartbreak? What is this disappointment? What is this failure mm-hmm. going to do? And what role is it going to play in my life? Yeah. This is when you take your power back. Yes. And sometimes that happens in your therapist's offices. Sometimes it happens post-therapy. Yes. Sometimes you, it happens when you're speaking to your friends. Sometimes rela- like realizations are happening as you, like things happen and you are doing life. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that you get to be responsible for the healing that you take out of that environment, out of that event, out of that experience. And I think that's really important. And I don't know if, I don't know if everyone's ready. Yeah. I mean, I think you were quite right in saying that therapies, you know, not everybody is necessarily going to kind of, it's not going to be the right environment for for everybody. Yeah, um, and that's okay. I mean, um, maybe the, there's healing that's going to come in a very different context and that's, for yeah. for other people. But there's something very important about a healing process or a development process that happens in relationship with somebody Ooh. in the therapy room. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know. Even a lot of the trauma and damage that that has that does happen to us in our lives is often in the context of a relationship. Right. Oh, come on, wait. Please say that again. I need you to say that again. <laughs> oh, it's getting hard in here, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. You know, a lot <laughs> of the damage and trauma that we experience in our lives often happens in the context of a relationship. Oh, man. And these and relationships are multiple. They're right. not just romantic relationships, but it's a relationship with a parent, with a sibling, with you know uh, any other boss. family member, with a boss, with whoever it is. And relationships are the building blocks of everything that sure. we do. Right. Everything and who we, we say we are. Amen. It's always in relation to something else, someone else. Come on. So, um, and, and when we grow up and we develop as human beings we're always doing it in relation to the other mm. and we're getting that feedback all the time because our world starts to teach us you know so we learn from when we're very young as kids um if we are valuable because you you read from from your immediate environment that like oh okay if i'm hungry i get fed positive reinforcement if i cry i get comforted you know yeah. if i'm tired i'm soothed yeah and what happens to you when those things don't align yeah. and you you know and 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 this and this starts from a very very young brain that doesn't have the language to actually describe the experience that's happening and 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 sometimes i find that you know you will grow and you will get older and you'll be having an experience that you can't put into words because it's almost like there's still that childlike part of yourself mm. that can't verbalize a feeling you had of like, somehow I just don't believe that people are going to soothe me and make things better. And you don't realize where it comes from. Sure. I don't connecting, believe in people. Connecting the dots, man. Exactly. And it's that thing of connecting the dots and to say, what happened in the blueprint of my relationships? Oops. Blueprint. Very early on that is making me believe this now. 
Sure. That's so powerful. Mm. What happened in the blueprint of my relationships that's making me believe this now? Mm. Oh, my word. Yeah. Yeah. Because what, I mean, blueprints of buildings tell you why they're standing the way they are standing. What was put in the foundation? Nazog. Ne? Oh. Haishem. Amma lifty, they were put in this side of the building for a reason. Wind was being accounted for all these things. Yes. So when this blueprint of your life was being made for how you're building relationships with people, with friends, how you're trusting, how you're loving, how you're learning, when all those things were being put into place, what was going on in your life? And therapy starts to uncover those things and you can understand why you want to run a mile when you see all the things that could possibly have gone wrong Mm. in that process sure yeah i want to just talk a little bit about that running a mile that running away Mm. that fear that we have that it's i don't even know if it's fear it is fear because it's fear to face some stuff Mm -hmm. because you actually just you don't know (laughs) where to start with yourself Mm. to navigate this big emotion. We're so afraid of big emotions as people. I do believe that even the people who have a certain level of EQ and who have the wisdom, big emotions are uncomfortable Mm. and they're painful also. Mm. Um, So I just want to go into like, you mentioned earlier in our conversation about how sometimes you'll be in therapy and you'll walk out and you'll just be like, yeah, no, I feel good. And then it just starts. It starts unraveling. <laughs> I like to sink to the, to the next layer. I like to call it therapy aftermath. You yeah. know, like sometimes I so sometimes I'll do things like guys I've got therapy today or like if I was trying to make plans. I've got therapy, so I might not be in a position to take a call later or whatever. Because mm. I'm just trying to preempt and create the room. But like sometimes it's not that day. Sometimes it's a bit later. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like running a 10K and you feel on top of the world. Girl, I don't know about you, but I'm not feeling on top of the world after a 10K. (laughs) But you know, you can feel such a a sense of achievement for having worked through a specific thing. Yes, okay. Oh my goodness, I talked about this difficulty with this person and it's been plaguing me for years or, you know, for ages. And then... Like you say, the unraveling starts to happen. I think the real implications start to really sink in Mm. because you're actually digesting what has happened, how it's affected me, how it's still impacting me to this day. So it's like those muscles that are aching Mm. after you've been to the gym and you've had such a great time Mm. and the ache starts to come and somehow you need to still keep running. You need to still keep Mm. Um, the legs moving mm. so that you know you until you get over that pain until your body gets used to like okay this is how we get the fitness going so that mind fitness really happens from unraveling going back unraveling going back and learning that you're surviving it Woo! i gotta just thank you very much unraveling and going back unraveling and going back and learning that you are surviving it yeah yeah yeah, that's powerful. I think that's very key because I think I don't also want to sell dreams to people. Mm. As someone who's in therapy and, you know, you're also in therapy. We're both in therapy. We're both working through some stuff. It also doesn't mean we're necessarily falling apart. So, like, if you see me tomorrow, yeah. I'm good. Don't worry. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not that. But, like, I just think it's also important to let people know that therapy isn't also a walk in the park. It's exactly. very hard. It's really hard. And also, it doesn't mean it's not working because mm. it's hard. Right? Hey, it doesn't mean it's not working. Hey, 
but ubanu ngai funi summer board, you know, but you're going to pay the price for Ooh. that. You you're gonna pay some price, and so it's good. gonna mean discomfort needs to happen. You're gonna need to have the kind of conversation you wouldn't otherwise be prepared to have and feel the sort of emotion mm. that generally you wouldn't allow yourself to feel. Mm. But you need to be able to do that so you can push past it. And like I said, learn that, oh, I will survive. Yes, you're right. I think that's also the key thing is like knowing that this thing is not here to kill me. Yes. Right? I think some of the things I know for me when I... I when I'm dealing with like grief and I'm navigating through my big grief moments as I am grieving. And, you know, I think for me, some days it's like early grief. Maybe let me take a step back. When I was experiencing early grief mm. after um, mom passed away. And I know because I saw you like, we made like, <sighs> like a week, yeah. two weeks after, like Very it was so soon. fresh. Yeah. And like all I kept thinking about is, oh my God, how are these people gonna receive me? Like how, like, because I felt like I was on fire, mm. and mm. I, I, I felt like this moment every day, every day I wake mm. up is going to kill me. Yeah. Right. And so when I have those grief moments now, it's like I didn't die then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna die now. I have to lean in and I think like that's the thing about life is that when you lean in to the experience that you are currently facing it won't necessarily make it easier yeah yeah but it will carry you to the other side mm. because this, as soon as you kind of what do you what do you call it resist mm. it becomes 10 times harder absolutely so when you lean in you will not die. Yeah. This will not kill me. And like sometimes I have to tell myself that um mm. And every time I lean into therapy session and every time I feel like four days later I'm having an unraveling moment. I feel like I'm going out a bit too hard tonight. Mm. I understand that sometimes that looks like I mean those footsie those unraveling moments look very different. Yeah. Some things will be I'll lean into I'll unravel by exercising excessively. I'll maybe go out really hard, whatever. Mm. It'll look very different. But what I understand is that I always loop it back to say, yes, I had therapy and yes, right now this is kind of how my behavior is showing up. Yeah. But it's showing up because I'm I'm unlocking something yes. in me. Yes. And I'm unlocking and I am going inside and digging to be like, okay, this thing that has is plaguing me, yeah. right, is coming to the surface, which means how do I deal with it now? Yeah. And each time you go back to the, the session, you're like, okay, I'm going to be honest that like after we had that conversation, it left me like this. Yeah. And you just keep, it's for me, it's just like, I also preempt, not even preempt, but I am able to identify that, yeah, no, something is definitely happening. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm responding like this. It means that this thing that we were talking about was really big. Yeah. And yeah. And so I just think it's also very important to know that, that it's not easy. It's hard. It's the journey of healing is not easy. Mm. And the safety that comes in therapy, and it's just also like anything else, like I always say to people, Shop around. Don't yeah. just go to the first therapist you find. Absolutely, yeah. Because 
the same way that you look for a school, the same way that you look for a church, mm. look for a therapist. There'll be a moment where you just, it, it's, it connects. Mm. And you're like, okay, cool, this is the person that I can do the work with. Mm. Because I can really be fully honest, fully connect, fully unpack myself mm. and trust trust that this stays here mm. you know and that's the great thing about therapy yeah. <laughs> hey thank goodness for that Woo! thank you jesus <laughs> can you imagine yeah <laughs> thank goodness for that <laughs> but that's such a key thing that you said because you know it, the healing is happening in the context of the relationship with this person. Yeah. So when you are looking for your therapist, you need to look for someone you can be in relationship with Ooh. to walk the journey. That's right. That's what you're doing. And it's okay to have a look around um, and, and really find what is going to position you the best mm. so that that you know so that that healing can 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 happen um so i love that you said that i love that you said that because it also speaks to the investment you have in your own healing process um and the investment you have if it's, it's like okay if i'm gonna have to be accountable to someone is this the person i want to be accountable right to? um and you you need to be able to say yes to that mm. um and 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 so sometimes i think people find themselves in a, maybe a therapy process they feel like it's not working and it's not because the therapy itself is not effective it's because it, the relationship with this person might not be the relationship for you mm. and it's just about moving on until you know you find the appropriate relationship mm. for you to facilitate that healing mm. um to 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 happen but yeah, um, I, I actually, I was thinking of something else when, um, when you were speaking. I can't remember now. Um, but I think I wanted to sort of maybe go back to the idea of trauma because it's, such a, it's such a big thing and it so often puts people off of this idea of going to therapy. It's like, I don't want to uncover something that yeah that, you know yeah 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 that's gonna really destabilize me i mean like you're talking here about being destabilized and i mean <laughs> i'm going there for healing i'm not going there for that <laughs> so really do i want to invest in a process that i know is going to make me feel worse before i start to feel better better yeah but it, the way that i also think about it is the worst possible thing surely has already happened to you before you got to the therapy definitely because that's what that's what's caused you to need to work through something yeah. right it's the wound, the entry point has happened. Exactly. <laughs> what possibly could happen that is worse in the therapy, you know, that hasn't already happened. And so sometimes you need a little bit of that perspective to yeah. say, I need to be able to think of how I want to feel after this, what I'm actually looking forward to, what I am gearing myself towards. Mm. And that vision, it's having that vision of mm. this is where I want to be. I want to have an, a clear idea mm. of what it is it will look like for me when I am well. So I might not be perfect, but I'm well, Mali. So and it's like that, you know, when you know Ooh. you can have these days that you're talking about, mm. where you unravel yes. in your own way. And uh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm so penny sometimes. Yeah, swipe out, Sometimes you need a time out. Oh, I'm going to swipe or whatever it is that you swipe. <laughs> you know? Um, but it, it, it's, it's fine that you can have those moments of unraveling because sometimes 
really what it speaks to is you are taking the process seriously enough that it's doing something to you. And you unraveling is not the worst case scenario. You unraveling is just an indication that, okay, work is being done. Oh. But I need to know that I can't stay in that place. I need to know that I can't wake up day after day, swipe, swipe, swipe. No, you can't. Yeah, away. that's very dangerous. Yeah, whatever, no, sure. whatever it is, for in the sure. mall, in the club, and whatever. No, I yeah. can't. I can't be doing that every day. I can have my moment and stumble and fall, but you know, I need to be able to to to, to get back up as well. Love that. Absolutely love that. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to share about like your journey in therapy? Um, <laughs> before we just kind of wrap this up, like is there anything that you feel like if someone, if I came across someone and I had a minute to share with them, like your experience about therapy, mm. your conviction, if you have any conviction about therapy, mm. what would it be? Sure. Um, the biggest gift I think I've gotten from therapy is the value of boundaries. Ooh, yeah and protecting within myself a sacred space love that so um that i think is my one big conviction is always 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 to have the sacred space in you that you're protecting and by building your boundaries that's what you're doing you're not shutting people out you're just hey, build, you're protecting yourself i'm yeah. just protecting myself and um it's not about being nasty to people it's not about shaming people it's not about like now you must go and have these confrontations with everybody in your life but it's about learning to create a place of safety within yourself where you can go when you're not okay you know and it's also about learning to do that in relationship with others how to create a safe space Ooh. with you between yourself and other people mm. and how to make those interactions non-threatening to mm. you so i think if anything there's there's if there's anything that i've learned from a therapy process it's how to create a sacred space and that i think is the most powerful thing that one can ever 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 have um and that's also you know and and whether you and whether you find that god is at the center of that for you um whether you find that you know you've also figured out how to put family in the center of mm. that your children whatever it is but you learn a healthy way to be able to go about that what you need to keep out as well as what it is that you're putting in got you oh yeah that's so powerful thank you so much for being here with me today it's been so lovely just chilling in the lounge and just chatting about this and mm. really just because I know it's important to us and, mm. I, and I think it's also just important that um, because also we're black women yes. to be speaking about this, something that I don't think has been an easy um, place to be at, yeah. comfortable to be in therapy, comfortable to talk about and express the fact that you're in therapy, mm. um, even accessing therapy, you know, mm. just all of that. So just thank you so much for just being here with me and giving me space time uh room friendship and yeah just like being here i want to just say thank you guys for tuning in and i know this is a bit of a long one but i hope you enjoyed it and i hope that you remember as well is that as we journey um in life as we do the ordinary and extraordinary that you get a chance to be yourself to choose yourself to love yourself and to be brave 
So I hope to see you again next time.